Thinking Like a Boss is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Welcome to Thinking Like a Boss, the podcast for lady bosses who are ready to turn their limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity. I am your host, Kay Krakow, confidence and mindset coach for female leaders. Each week, I will equip you to turn your fear to faith, your wounds to wisdom, and your pain to platform. You will walk away feeling lighter and ready to take on the challenges before you. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to episode number 109 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. Guys, we are back for a single episode, okay? I was actually going to skip over this, and I wasn't going to do it, and I went back and forth and said to myself, you know what? I think it's important that we have this conversation and that I don't just move on to the next four-part series, but we do a little reflection. 2020 has been a hell of a year, right? And I think it's important that we, as we're in January, that we take a little extra time than we normally do to reflect on not just our future goals, but reflect on where we've come from. Because if you are living and breathing and listening to this right now, you have been through some tough stuff this year. And I just want to share with you, I have probably dozens of revelations or realizations that I've had over this past year, but I don't want to share them all because I don't want to bore you to death. So I'm going to share with you my top six, okay? What I found to be the top six revelations of 2020. Without further ado, let's get started. All right, so 2020, we could call it a dumpster fire year. That's just sort of my term for it. Worst year ever, whatever you want to call it, the year that actually never happened. I've heard some people say that. However, I think this was our biggest opportunity this year for growth, right? We have never been faced with disappointment and turmoil and loss and struggle as we have in 2020. And as hard as it is to deal with all of that, we are strong and we are resilient and we get through it. And there is so much beauty that comes from pain. I actually had, I did a Facebook Live in my Confident Ladies Club Facebook community, which is a free community. So if you're not in it, make sure you go join. I do a live stream every Wednesday. And it's fun because you guys get to like, interact and ask me questions and stuff. I really enjoy it. And I just sort of riff. I just come with one word and whatever comes to my mind and to my heart that day, I talk about. So I think it was last week, we talked a little bit about just about the ability to feel and to experience pain. And as hard as it can be, and as hard as like, we don't want to accept it, When we can experience pain and when we have gone through really difficult times, it actually shows us how much beauty is in the world. And I think those who experience a lot of pain are often those who are the most joyful in life and those who feel the most fulfilled in life because they've seen 
maybe so much darkness or so much pain, they are living life to the fullest. They are wringing every minute out of the day in a good kind of way. So I feel like 2020 was sort of one of those years where we had this opportunity to see some really terrible things, but the opportunity to grow and to see even more beauty. So let's just actually dive in. All right, I'm not going to keep chatting here. Let's start with number one. So number one is this, the duality of life. We can often experience joy and pain at the same exact time. I always use the analogy of motherhood because birthing a baby, like even just carrying a baby is hard. It's painful, right? Nobody wants to actually go through the labor process of pushing a child out of their body or having a child pulled out of their body. However, there's this beauty that you've never experienced before until you've done it. And without doing it and experiencing that pain, I don't think I would have this, this love and this joy for this little human that I do. And in life, there's so much of that 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 happens and it's true for us, right? Where we're, maybe we're having a great personal life. Maybe we have great relationships. Things are like thriving. Our health is thriving. However, our business is crashing. feels like everything's caving in around us or vice versa. Your business is thriving, but your life sucks. It's the hardest it's ever been right? And understanding that it doesn't have to just be one or the other, there can still be joy when you're experiencing pain. And even when you're experiencing a lot of joy in life, there's always that opportunity that there also could be loss. And I've wrestled back and forth a lot this year because I've struggled a lot and I've also had a lot of success in my business, like levels of success that I never thought could be possible, like even without a pandemic. So I've wrestled a lot because I've gone back and forth. Like, is this year a good year or is it a bad year? Well, guess what? It's, it's both. It's a really incredible year and it's a really hard year. And recently, especially I have seen a lot of people on social media write, like use like memes or share someone else's post that says something like to the effect of, like, we don't want to know how great you did in 2020. And if you're listening to this and maybe you had a really great year in a lot of aspects, but you're afraid to talk about it and you're only, you only feel like you're you have permission to talk about the pain. I really want to encourage you to talk about the good stuff. Okay? Maybe you're feeling almost like bullied by what you've seen other people saying, like comments like that or memes like that. Maybe you're just feeling like you don't have that permission. But guess what? You never need permission. And what I've 
realized this year, I've come to this realization that if I only share the heartache that I've had this year, that's not going to give anyone hope. Yes, it may make someone feel like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one who struggled, right? Like sometimes it feels good to be around others who have also experienced pain. Not that we want to see other people, but just knowing that we're not alone. However, it's such a disservice for me to do that because many people have seen this one side of like 2020 is terrible and it was awful and there was no good that came out of it. And I want to shift that. I want to show people again, that even when there's hardship, there's beauty that comes from it. And again, in so many ways, like this was my best year. This is my favorite year, as hard as it was. And I encourage you guys to share that if that was your experience or if that was your perspective, I should say, because that's the other thing. I had this conversation with a close friend this morning. We have Voxer. We're all great conversations and ideas and things are birthed. And she actually said like, this was an amazing year for me. And she's someone who is single, who lives alone, doesn't have any family around. And I said to her, it's really interesting because I think you had such a great year because of your mindset and because of your perspective on life, because you have said like, I'm healthy. I have somewhere to live. Like you've looked at the best. However, I know other people who, you know, live alone, maybe don't have family and maybe their experience was the same as hers, but their belief and what they've taken from it is completely different. Like this was awful. I was all alone. Nobody was here for me. Right? So life is all about perspective and it's all about choice. And I've been writing about this in my new book. We really have a choice and we get to decide how we want to feel. And I'm not saying that you want to like brainwash yourself and numb yourself and not acknowledge the pain you've had. However, you also don't want to just sit in it. You want to move forward and look at the beauty. I know many people who have had a similar experience as my friend where Things have been hard, but they've just looked at the beauty of it. I have people I know who have lost their jobs. I have clients I know who have lost their, their jobs, and it's given that, them that opportunity to really dive into their side hustle and grow their side hustle and turn that into their full-time job and take that responsibility and no longer have a boss and have to look for another job. Like, how beautiful is that? I know people who have sold their homes and rather than looking at it as, look at like my spouse lost their job, I had to sell my house and I'm losing everything, they looked at it as an opportunity to start something new, to downsize and to have some extra cash and to travel. And, and by, when I say travel, I mean like road trip and get to visit friends and do things that have freedoms that they didn't have before. So I just want to encourage you to talk about the good that came out of this year. 
okay? Don't feel bullied. Don't feel like you have to lessen yourself to make others feel better about themselves. You get to shine. You don't have to dim your light. Just share what you experienced. When I saw people even sharing like early in the pandemic that they were still finding business success and still getting sales and still launching things, that gave me hope because there wasn't a lot of hope in the beginning. I was pretty scared. I did a good job of keeping it together and training my brain to shift and to get out of funks. Like as soon as I would fall in, I easily snapped out of them. However, it was people who talked about how they were still thriving that really encouraged me to keep thriving and to believe I could still thrive. Okay, so the next realization that I had, I've always been about simplifying, but this year I've had this term like stuck in my head all year, simplify to amplify. And this has been my anthem. I am beyond shocked how much or how little I can do within my business and still grow my business. Like it's just, it's mind boggling to even say that. So what I realized was the less that I strived and I try to make things happen and try to launch new things. And the more that I simplified, the faster the results I actually got. Now, again, it doesn't seem to make sense, right? So what I decided this year was, okay, after attempting and trying and failing really, really hard, many times, like, I just probably can't do a lot of one-on-one sessions with kids home. Just doesn't work out. No matter what we try, it's hard. And why force something? And why not innovate and find a, a different solution, right? So my solution was to only focus on selling my mastermind this year. And to make my mastermind the best and greatest place that I can serve clients. To give them so much support in there that they don't even miss having one-on-one coaching. They feel like they don't even need it anymore because there's so much support in there. And by doing that and by focusing just on one thing and not launching a bunch of different things, my business grew. And something I actually want to get really honest with you today, because I think that it's important that we talk about this because especially in the business world, I think we are told so often, like the longer you have a business, the more money you should be making. And the more money you should be making, like the less work you should be doing. And yes, that is possible, but It's really hard to say you're going to cut back all of your hours and also quadruple your income, right? But I think it's a lie that we're fed very often and that if you're not doing it, you're doing something really, really wrong. And it was something that I wrestled with a lot because it's going to be transparent with you guys. 
over the years, you guys know when I first started my business, I had pretty fast success because I literally ran myself to the ground. I was working 70 to 80 hour weeks. I was not healthy. And it was getting pregnant that forced me to stop. So that first year of business, I made six figures. However, it was at the expense of my health, my relationships, my life, my livelihood, like everything, right? And it really wasn't worth it. And my goal over the years, of course, I want to make a lot of money in this business, right? We all do because the more money we make, the more good we can do, the more we can share, the more we can pass on to others. I realized that I don't want to be working that much. I also have other passion projects, other businesses with my husband that I want to help, I want to start, I want to be a part of, I want to contribute to. And have learned, really, really learned, I would say just this year and just especially the last few months to be unapologetic about where I'm at in my business and to not feel like I have to hide or that I'm failing or not doing something right because I have grown my business a lot. I have also though, cut back my hours. So realistically, I put maybe 10 hours a week into this business, right? That doesn't mean that that fully counts for, you know, me on Facebook messaging my clients in my group, right? I do that stuff after hours, but I pretty much have like 10 hours a week to put into this business. And that includes podcasting too. And I'm okay that year five in this business, I'm still making six figures, not making seven figures because of what I have. And again, in the past, I would have felt like I was doing something completely wrong. I would have felt like a failure. I would have felt like everyone else has leapfrogged me and been at, gone ahead of me, and I'm still where I started. But what I can say to you today is I have so much more, right? I have my kids home with me. I have projects that I'm so excited about, and it feels like a huge win to be able to say, I have a part-time business that I work 10 hours a week in, that I make six figures in, right? So it's, again, all perspective, all perspective. And I have learned this year, because last year I was probably putting, I think, like maybe 16 to 20 hours in. This has actually been my largest revenue year yet, which just boggles my mind because, again, I cut my hours in half And 10 hours is not a lot. But I'm only focusing on what's important. That's it. I'm not focusing on all the other things. I'm saying no a lot. 
I'm rarely, rarely saying yes to anything. So I want to encourage you that to just be happy and be more than happy and to celebrate where you are. Because even if your business is just, just, I shouldn't say just, it's still open today, but you're not making any money or it hasn't moved, you're still doing something right because it's still open. There are a lot of people that lost their businesses and you decided to keep yours open because you worked on your mindset, right? That's the whole thing. It's a decision. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from a network supporter. Hey guys, I know for many of you, 2020 has been an extremely difficult year. There's been tons of fear, disappointment, uncertainty, and it just feels like it hasn't ended, right? I know a lot of my clients, people I'm working with are struggling, and I decided to partner with Faithful Counseling because I really believe in therapy. As a therapist, I know the importance of it. I have my own therapist. I've been a part of the platform and it's been a really big piece of my business. Being able to talk about relationship stuff, family stuff, stuff from when I was a little kid, process all of that in a safe space. And faithful counseling is such a simple way for you to get that support. It's a faith-based counseling service that is all done through a simple app on your phone. You have access to your counselor every day to go and get support in the chat box. They have resources for you. There is also group therapy that's available. There are trainings that are available and you get access to your counselor for therapy. So for all of you who know that you just need someone with an unbiased opinion to listen, to help you process what's been going on outside of business, Faithful Counseling is a really great option. And they have been so generous to give our listeners a special coupon code to get 10% off your first month. I also just want to say that already before that discount, Faithful Counseling is the equivalent of a copay. It is super affordable, a really great way for people to have access to therapy who maybe can't, couldn't afford it before. People now have access to therapy virtually, right? Because we maybe can't get out of our houses. So I am just so excited to be in this partnership with Faithful Counseling and offer this 10% off your first month for all of our listeners. So if you're interested, go on over to faithfulcounseling.com forward slash Kate Crocco. Again, faithfulcounseling.com forward slash Kate Crocco, and you will get your first 10% off and feel free to also pass that link to anyone that you know. Therapy is something that is needed for every single person. All right, let's get back to our episode. So I'm going to quickly go through the last three. No, the last four. I get numbers mixed up all the time, guys. The last four with you. So number three, I learned how important accountability is. And accountability has always been big for me. And I've always believed in it. However, I've seen how investing, and I've talked about this, I think, in prior episodes, how investing in even more support to hold me accountable in different containers of my life 
brought even big results all over, right? Because in the past, I was really good at investing in accountability in my business, but I was like, eh, I don't really need to in my personal life. But by hiring a, a therapist again to have sessions with and to talk through personal stuff, motherhood stuff, the mommy guilt stuff, and then also having a couples therapist to have accountability there. Like, am I doing what I say I'm going to do? Am I being fair in this relationship? Am I asking for too much? Am I asking for too little? Am I prioritizing this relationship, right? Because especially when you're home, when you have kids home with you, it's you're running a business, it's easy to like put your relationship with your spouse or your partner on the back burner. But it's actually the, one of the most important. So those were really big game changers for me. And not having to go every week, but having these really accountability just check-in sessions. And I encourage you guys to do the same. Our businesses are just an extension of our lives. So you got to make sure that your life is doing just as okay, if not better, than your business. All right, number four, the importance of eliminating decision fatigue, okay? So it's so easy. Like as entrepreneurs, we're constantly making decisions, right? Because we're the boss. So we're having to decide, am I going to do this? Or am I going to invest in that? Or am I going to say yes to this or no to that? And it's so easy to literally have like a list of things we have to decide each day. So something that helped big time this year was just eliminating decisions where there were areas in my life or business that I no longer had to des decide things for, like I could decide things ahead of time. It saved me so much time and energy. So some simple like little tweaks, and I think I'll probably do a bigger episode on this in the future because this was such a game changer for me and I'd love to like really dive into it. But a couple simple, simple like tweaks in our home was what we were going to wear. So as soon as clothes are washed and dried and folded, what I do with my girls now is we pick out outfits. We just like plop a shirt and pants together and we throw in a Ziploc bag in a gallon bag. And I have this like plastic container actually in their closet. So it's really easy for them to access and they each have a drawer and all of their outfits are just thrown in there. <laughs> because before what was happening was, and I especially know this is at the start of the pandemic, they were going into their drawers, multiple drawers, and pulling and pulling things out and just throwing them across the room. And they're like, I don't know if I want to wear this or this. And they always wanted to pick, right? I think that's the whole thing of being a toddler is like you want to have a choice, so now their choice is which bag are they going to pick? So if they throw the bags all around, who cares, right? I don't have to reorganize anything. I just have to throw the bag back in the plastic bin. So that was really easy. And I also simplified my own wardrobe too. I got rid of a ton of stuff that I didn't need anymore and really started more of like a capsule where everything pretty much matches. I can just grab and throw on whatever I'm going to wear. Something else was lunchtime. In the beginning of the pan pandemic, it was pretty darn hard. Everyone, you know, lunchtime, mom, what are we going to eat today? What are we having? Well, for the kids, you know, I have their staples, their easy things that they like. 
for me and husband, rather than making a full meal, we're going to do Arbon shakes and they're really good. I know a bunch of people who sell Arbon if you ever need a name, someone to buy from, but we just, every day it's a shake. So there's no asking, what are we going to eat? Me going through the fridge. Are we going to have this for lunch? Are we going to have this for leftovers tonight? Do we have enough food for the week? Nope. It's just a shake. So simple. And we feel better too. We don't feel so weighed down and tired during the day. And another decision I made was to always wake up early, to wake up before everyone else is up. This was a little harder my first trimester of this pregnancy because I felt sick all the time. So I slept in a little bit extra, but outside of that, pretty much have been getting up around between like 5 and 5.15 every day to get at least an hour of time to myself. And I've decided, and this is how I decide, is every night I go and I set up coffee. So it's all set. I just have to press the button when I wake up and it's really easy. If I didn't do that, I think it would be a lot harder for me to get out of bed and I would probably decide in the morning, like, am I going to wake up early? Am I not going to wake up early? Well, this is just a non-negotiable and a decision that's already made for me. I wake up early every morning, right? My outfits are already chosen. My lunch is already picked. And if you can have things in your life like that, that you don't have to ever think about, like go through all of your tasks, it will make life so much easier, right? Like maybe it's like divvying up chores in your house. Like Kate does this, Andrew does this, rather than, okay, who's going to do the dishes tonight, right? Or who's going to give the girls a bath tonight? It's, I mean, we haven't, that's actually a good idea for myself because we actually haven't like had set things like that. Like I usually do bath and he usually does dishes, but maybe we just have set chores like that too could save a lot of time and a lot of also just arguing too, right? Like, oh, but you did this last night or this. Just just have your own set things. Makes it so easy. Okay. Number four. No, I just did number four. I told you guys. Terrible at numbering. Number five. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So it's more important to do what's in alignment than worrying about changing your mind. So... That sounded like a question when I said that. So often we decide on something because we think it's right and we think it's in alignment and it is in the moment. However, alignment can shift and change at any minute, right? We get news from someone. We uncover something and find something out. Our whole perspective completely changes. So what's really important is for us to always just do what's in alignment and to not worry. Cause I think innately we are people pleasers and we care so much about what other people think about us. And we also want to stick to our word and we don't want to be flaky. However, every time I've tried to go against this because I've had those fears of all those, all of the above there always ended up disappointed And like, darn it, why didn't I trust my gut again? I knew I wasn't supposed to do this. And now it's causing me so much extra work or heartache or whatever. So we have to let go of the guilt and accept that alignment can shift at any second. 
I might record this podcast episode and by the time it comes out, I'm like, I don't believe what I said anymore. No. And rather than just releasing it, I'm going to just do a new one because I don't agree with that anymore, right? Like we can change it anytime. And the sooner that you can accept that and you can start practicing that, the easier your life is going to be. Like, yes, it's going to be hard to practice it, but it's going to allow ease and invite ease into your life because you know you're doing the right thing. So that's been a big thing for me because I've gone, things have been right for our family at certain times. And then I realized, okay, it was right then, but it's not right anymore. And I can't tell you how many times this has happened this year. And it feels so good to not worry or care about saying that I changed my mind, but just owning and being unapologetic. You know what? Yeah, I believe that at one point, but I don't anymore. I changed my mind and that's okay. All right. Last point, consistency really pays off. That was like one of those huge realizations that, again, I knew all along but I really, really started to see it. So what I always say to my clients, and I feel like my job as a mindset coach often is keeping people from quitting their business. And it sounds so silly, right? That people pay you to do that. But that that changes someone's life, right? If you are the kind of person that wants to quit every single day and you work with someone and you no longer want to quit and you remain consistent in your business and your business starts to grow and then blow up and changes your life, like that's worth it. That's really, really worth it. This work is so worth it. And that's also another huge realization. It's like mindset is everything. Consistency is everything. So I always say consistency plus time plus not pivoting out of fear. Okay. It's okay to pivot from time to time. Right. So like our eatery, you know, it was an eat-in place where you could sit inside and eat. And during the pandemic, you could no longer go inside restaurants. So we pivoted and we invested in a takeout window. And now our eatery is takeout only. Even when restaurants reopened, we decided we're going to keep, we're going to stay with this pivot and this will be a takeout only restaurant. So it's fine to pivot at times. However, when you're pivoting out of fear all the time because you're afraid like this isn't working or this or that, that's when it's not good. So consistency plus time plus avoiding pivoting is what equals business success. So it's doing those same things over and over and over again and allowing time to build that momentum for you. And that is the hardest thing in the world for people to do. (laughs) During the pandemic, my husband and I were looking for like Netflix movies or prime Amazon prime movies to watch or, um, series. And one of them that we watched was the queen's gamut. And it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not really a TV person. I don't really get into shows, but I actually enjoyed this one. And there's this, sort of meme that's been going around, which is just mind-blowing, that 63 million people have watched this 
series during the pandemic because it came out during the pandemic. And this series has been 30 years in the making. That literally it was supposed to be a movie at one point, And I think Keith Ledger was going to produce it or be in it or something. How insane is that? That this person was like, I'm not letting this go. Like I've poured 29 years into this. I'm going to make this happen. Like I'm going to remain consistent and I'm going to keep pushing no matter how much I'm rejected, no matter how many times people say no to me. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm taking no as a not now or not this is not the best time or maybe in the future. And guess what? What a hit the show became, right? How crazy is that? So, so many of you and us, I should say, I do this at times too, you know, give something a month and you're like, ah, I'm not getting my results or three months, ah, a year. And you're still frustrated. If it really means that much to you, give it more time. Remain consistent. Don't drop off. Every time you drop off, you've got to restart again. It's not like you can just come back. You've got to restart again. And when people ask like, oh, I want to do, like, I want to do what you're doing. And I, I like, how quickly can I do it? And I say to them, this is five and a half years. Plus I had another business before this. So, and then before that I was in grad school, like learning everything to prepare me for this. So this is a good like 10 years in the making to just get to this place, right? For me, it feels like eternity, right? But other people, they're like, oh, that happened overnight for you. And I'm like, no, it didn't. This took me a really long time. And it's going to take you a long time too. Yes, there's people out there who will say there's a quick fix for this or that, or all you have to do is do these things and it will be overnight. And that's not true. They're just marketing gimmicks, okay? And I am so honest with people. Like literally on sales calls, like people would probably tell you to never do this because it's going to dissuade someone from working with you. But I say, yeah, like if you're if you're looking for something that's going to give you a quick fix overnight, like business, this is not going to work. I don't give you formulas like that. I help you keep going. I help you remain consistent so that you don't quit because you're going to want to quit. During our time together, you're really going to want to quit a lot of times. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to keep you and prevent you from quitting your business. And if you can just stick with it, it's going to work for you. And I can't tell you how many people, like we work together and then they come back and it's like, even sometimes like years later, like, oh my God, you were so right. I just remained consistent. I did what I needed to do and I gave it time. And now look where I am. And what a beautiful thing. So that's all I got for you. These are my six revelations or realizations for the year. Again, I had so many more, but I'm not going to bore you to death. This was a really long episode and I know these are supposed to be 20 minutes or less, but you're just going to have to deal with it this time. <laughs> you can listen to it in different sections if you want, but I want to invite you to the mastermind. If you are looking for that accountability, if you are saying, I always want to give up and I need someone to stop me. 
and to help me remain in the right state of mind so that I don't make impulsive decisions and jump to the next thing and start a new business. Let's have a conversation, okay? We're doing something fun, actually. Something new every month is I'm going to be doing a training on something behind the scenes in my business because, you know, we talk about mindset, confidence, visibility, boundaries, all those things. However, often people are interested, like how exactly I I built this business and like what are the systems and things in place that keep it going and that make it run simply and help save me time. So every month I'm going to be doing a training. This month's training was actually on podcast pitching. So if you join, you'll get the training. You'll also get some documents with that include the podcast pitch that helped me get, I think it was like 80 podcast recordings during my book launch last year, last winter. I have a pitch sheet, a spreadsheet, <laughs> a spreadsheet that has all of the places I pitched to. So I want to share all that stuff with you and just share with you what that process was like and also share with you like how it worked out for me. Was it worth it? Was it not worth it? Answer, short answer is it was worth it. Totally worth it. So join the group. Next month we'll be announcing our next training. But yeah, just go to katecrocko.com forward slash breakthrough. Fill out that application and we'll hop on a call. All right, again, thank you so much for your patience today for being on this for a very long time with me. And I'll see you next week. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 